Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back not only to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards, but to another season. That is right. We are now in season five. My God, I cannot believe how quickly the time has gone. I can't believe we've been running this show now for a few years. I really am grateful to each and every one of you who tune in, who listen to this, who share it on your social media, and who yeah, interact with this podcast as a way of making not only a positive impact in your life, but of course, in the life of those around you. Now, we have a lot to catch up on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a lot has changed in in my life since we last spoke in between the seasons of this show. So I couldn't think of a better topic to kickstart season five with than our next 30 for 30 by 30 challenge. Now, if you're a new listener to the show, I do recommend going back and listening to season four first, at least. You don't need to go all the way back to the very start. Of course, you can if that tickles your fancy. Uh, but in season four, I introduced this idea of a 30 for 30 by 30 challenge, which was a personal challenge I was taking upon myself when I realized it was 30 months until I turned 30. And I went, well, hey, I'm going to put to the test 30 different things that supposedly increase happiness and well-being in life. I was going to do them for uh, a month each and at the end of that month decide whether I enjoyed it enough to continue doing it, whether it made that much of a difference. Now, at the end of last season, season four, uh, the final challenge that we spoke about was uh, approaching life with an attitude of gratitude. So, of course, we spoke about gratitude journaling. We spoke about sitting down and just consciously noticing and recognizing the three things that make a difference in your life and that made a massive difference for me and my happiness and well-being. So, of course, I continued with that. Uh, I kept it going and really reaped the rewards and the benefit from it. I felt fantastic as a result of it. It is something that I still recommend to this day. And look, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm human, which means that I do not do this every single day. I set the intention to, and of course, sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes I forget, hey, that's part of being human and part of personal development. You are not going to get it perfect. But imperfect self-care is still valuable self-care. And so that is one that I'm planning on continuing. Now, in this debut episode of the season, we are going to talk about green light theory. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, or if you've interacted with us on our social media pages, or maybe you're a member or a past member, it is likely you've heard me mention the idea of green light theory before. If you are someone who struggles with overthinking, someone who struggles with making decisions, someone who just doesn't know how to make the right decisions in life and gets sort of stuck in that analysis paralysis trap, this is such a valuable practice for you to get into. It is such a valuable way to get you out of your head and reconnected with your intuition. So with that said, let's get straight into this episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. All right, here we go. So... Green light theory. What is it? How does it work? How do we use it? It's something I'm leaning more consciously into for this month as part of my 30 for 30 by 30 challenge. And I encourage you to do the same. Uh, basically, what green light theory is, is, and I'll, I'll invite you to actually play along with me on this one. Think back through your life to decisions you've made that made quite an impact on your trajectory of life. Like they really changed the path you're on. I'm not talking small decisions. I'm talking the big ones like getting into a relationship, leaving that relationship. Maybe it was moving house. Maybe it was applying for a job or quitting a job. Uh, something that was a big life-changing moment for you. And then when you've found it, I'll encourage you to think back to the lead up to making that decision. Now, when I say making the decision, I don't mean 
thinking about making the decision. See, this is a common mistake people make. People think that making a decision is when you've made it in your mind, but that is not the case. You can have something in your mind for months or even years and not follow through on it, not take action. No, a decision is not truly made until you've taken a step towards it, until you've preferably taken a step that builds momentum towards it. And so whatever the thing that came to mind for you was, just think to the the lead up to the tipping point, I call it, where you're like, okay, this is happening now. Now, Maybe you put in your letter of resignation at work. Maybe you had that job interview. Maybe you went and asked that person out that you'd been uh, having a bit of a crush on for a while. Whatever it was, okay, yep, that is the tipping point. And now I invite you to think about the days and weeks leading up to the tipping point, the moments that led us to that change. And I'll ask you how you were feeling in the lead up to it. Now, what's incredibly likely, and I've been fortunate enough to do this test in live audiences around Australia as well as over in the US. And we get people to close their eyes and we say, now put your hand up if you recognize you were feeling a little bit of a blend, like this weird blend between being excited by the change but also being scared about the change. And in every room, regardless of age, background, you know, whatever it may be, there's this common human theme that people go, yeah, right before a good decision, right before something that works out and and changes the trajectory of my life and helps me grow, I feel this weird blend of fear and excitement. It's almost like we have this common human compass within us that aims to point us in the right direction. This is the beautiful thing. I can't tell you what's going to feel equally scary and exciting to you. No one can. It helps you reconnect back with yourself and your intuition. And so I joke with people that for the last, geez, maybe nine, eight, nine years of my life, Every major decision I've made, I've made from the place of which option equally scares and excites me here. If there's more than one option on the table, I'll write them down. And instead of overanalyzing them, instead of overthinking them, instead of getting stuck just looking at them, I ask myself, which of these options equally scares and excites me? And normally my gut instinct will know. And now, of course, the tricky part is then following through on that gut instinct. But I'll give you some examples. So. You may remember from last year uh, in 2020 on the show, I was talking a lot about minimalism and simplifying our lives and decluttering our lives and living a life that aligns more with our values. Well, an expression of that for uh, my wife, Siobhan, for, for Chev and I, we decided to move into a tiny home. So we now live in a 1967 converted caravan that's parked out on Chev's family's acreage It's been a beautiful change, a difficult change, don't get me wrong at first, but a very rewarding one. We found our life is a lot more aligned with our values now. It's a lot more simple. It's less busy and cluttered. That choice to buy that tiny home, to move into it, to commit to that life was an option that equally scared and excited both of us. And more recently, just between the season four and now, season five of this show, We sold our home that we had in Newcastle. 
And everyone was like, why are you selling your home? And we're like, well, if we sit with it, our options are move back into it, continue to lease it out or sell it. And so we sat with that and went, which of these three equally scares and excites us? We found that selling it was the green light decision for us. Whether it be, you know, me even proposing to Jeff back when we got engaged, whether it be starting BU, whether it be starting this podcast, I've found that when you make a decision from a place of intuition and trust, when you live more from the heart and gut rather than the head, good things happen. And the reason behind this, if you look at it, if something scares you, it's a good sign that you're getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. You're challenging yourself. You're pushing yourself. And of course, as the cliched saying goes, we grow outside of our comfort zones. That little bit of discomfort, that little bit of fear is a good sign. If you weren't a little afraid of some of the goals that you're pursuing and some of the changes that you have on your mind, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. You're playing life too safe. And it's such a common theme that people reach, unfortunately, the end of their life and they look back on it and they recognize that they've survived, they've ticked the boxes of life, they've turned the wheels, but they haven't really thrived, right? They've not been living. There's a great, uh, great research done by Bronnie Ware, who's an Australian palliative nurse. I mention her research a lot on this show. She found that one of the most common regrets of people on their deathbed was, I regret not living a life true to myself, but rather living a life that others expected of me. Personally, I think one of the best ways you can connect with and create a life that is true to yourself is to listen back to your gut instinct and your intuition. Rather than what the smart decision is, although, you know, searching for the mythical right decision, what's your gut instinct say about this? You know, if it's not exciting to you, this is the flip side of it. If it's not scary, we're not pushing our comfort zone at all. We're playing life too safe. But if it's not exciting, it probably doesn't align with your values. It probably doesn't actually matter to you. And so we get this really beautiful little blending point. It's like, okay, I'm a little bit stretched here, but I'm also excited by this. The potential of this change energizes me and challenges me. That's the sweet spot. Now, look, are you ever going to get a decision that's perfectly exactly 50-50 equal fear and excitement? I don't think so. But when you look at your options and go, which one's most closely balanced? It helps clear up your mind. It helps bypass the overthinking. And it can make making those decisions a little bit easier. Now, again, we said at the start of this episode, a decision is not made when you think about making the decision. Decision is made when you take action towards it. And so that's the next part of this, right? One part is identifying what the green light decision is. The next part is going, what is my tipping point? What is my action towards that? So for example, selling our home, our tipping point in action was to engage a real estate agent. It's like, hey, we've, we've agreed to do this now. This is happening. Yeah, our tipping point with our tiny home when we moved into it last year, I mean, that was an on-the-spot thing. We had been thinking about it for a while and then, you know, happened to find one not that far from uh, Chef's family property that was for sale. Just out the front, big sign for sale, quick for cash. And we went there and the green light decision was like, okay, we're doing this now. Like this is happening. That was, you know, we purchased it on the day. 
you know, for starting BU, the tipping point was closing down my other business. I was all in. Tipping point for proposing to Jeff was buying the ring. I was like, I got it now. It's burning a hole in my pocket. We got to do something with it. Now, those are all big examples, but what I'd love to encourage you to do off the back of this, and, and please, if you want to be involved in the 30 for 30 by 30 challenge, you're more than welcome to. The, the episodes related to that challenge are very clearly marked in the show, so you can just go through and find those ones. Uh, you don't have to do them in a particular order. And uh, I'll always remind people, not all of them are going to fit for you. There's been some that I've tried that I'm like, ah, oh, not really for me, but I can see how they'd work for some people, right? It's like, find the ones that resonate with you and double down on them. But if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I get stuck with overthinking. Yeah, I play life a little bit too safe. Yeah, I've had some things on my mind that I want to pursue, but I'm just feeling a bit lost on what the right move is. Then perhaps green light theory is a practice that can help you move through that. And so what does that look like? Look, I'm not saying that it means you do a green light decision every day for this month. I think that's what it's about. I think you sit with yourself off the back of this episode. And you go, what can I, A, what can I take from this episode? B, what do I want to do with it? And C, is there a big decision or a big change that's been weighing on your mind for a little too long? And if so, sit down, write out your options, the different paths that you could choose, the different changes that you could make. And be honest with yourself and ask, Which of these options equally scares and excites me? Which of these is my green light? And when you identify it, take action as fast as possible on the next step. Action cures all. Thinking about that change more once you recognize there's the green light won't make it any easier. If anything, it'll make it harder. You'll be stuck in analysis paralysis. You'll be stuck in the overthinking cycle. You're in a compass. Your intuition is pointing you to that change for a reason. Trust it. Trust yourself. Follow it. And put it into action. Because when you live life from a place of intuition, from a place of trust, let me promise you not only from firsthand experience, but from seeing this play out with countless numbers of our members at our happiness college, good things happen. And just like that, we have reached the end of the first episode at season five. Here we are. Uh, as I said, I highly encourage you to put this into practice. And if you do, let me know. Uh, let's connect on Instagram. Let's connect on various social media channels. All the links to those are in the show notes. You can also connect with myself or our team by going to our website at bucoaching.org. That is also in the show notes. Uh, as always, if you're new here, by the way, the way this show works is we do three uh, mini mindset episodes. So things like today, they're like short 10 to 15 minutes. They're designed to plant a seed, to plant a little potential for change and positive impact in your life, that what you do with that seed is now up to you. Listening to a podcast will not change your life, despite what some podcasters want you to think. It won't do it, right? It creates the space and the room and the potential for change, but you then need to follow through on it. 
So after these little episodes, I highly encourage you to go, right, what did I need to hear from that? How can I put it into practice? How can I implement it? Because that's how you water and nurture that seed of potential and you lead to positive change in your life. Now, of course, as always, if this show did make an impact on you today, please help us spread the ripple effect. You can uh, subscribe to the show. You can like it. You can review it. You can share it. All of those actions don't take long, but they do make a profound difference and it makes the world of difference to me and the rest of the team here at BU to let us know that we're making an impact out there. We're doing the right work. We're doing the meaningful work. And of course, by working together with you, we can make the world a happier place. So until the next time we talk, as always, make an impact, start with self and be you.